Y'all may be seated. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, indeed, you set before us life and death. You set before us the path that you would have us follow, and also before us are various paths that do not lead to your fullness. Although, God, wherever we choose to go, you have promised to be with us. And that gives us the confidence, the hope, that gives us the, the courage, the confidence to seek to follow you fully. And to know that whether we stumble or whether we choose wisely, Lord God, you've never abandoned us. And you will indeed seek always to lead us back to you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, how many of you have ever heard of Rollin Stewart? Roland Stewart. Anybody heard of Roland Stewart? Well, I dare say that some of you have, you just don't know you have. And the reason is, is that he played a particularly important role in our pop culture back in the 70s and 80s. Now, it's no secret that I am a little bit of a sports fan, right? Well, there was a time in my life where I would watch a lot of sports with my father. I would sit and watch games on TV, football, basketball, baseball, Olympics, all of those things. We would watch them together. And invariably, at different times, there would be a character who would show up on television. He had glasses. And he had a beard. And for those of you who are probably 40 years and older, you will remember him. Because he also had a big rainbow afro. And he would wear a shirt that said, Jesus saves. And he would always be holding up a sign. And does anybody know what that sign said? Exactly. The rainbow man, Rollins. He actually would travel the world with his wife going to places and doing this. A wife that he met in Virginia, actually. Now, the story didn't turn out so great because, you know, Rob's in jail now. But don't let that take away from his message. The reason I bring him up is because my first exposure to John 3.16, which is... Arguably, I guess the only other potential potential candidate for the most popular scripture in, in the world would be Psalm 23. But I would dare say that most people know John 3.16. And my first exposure to it was Rainbow Man. Putting it up at ball games. And I remember sitting there, I don't remember what I was watching at the time, but I remember seeing Rainbow Man with John 3.16 and Jesus saves, and I was at the age where I could now finally understand that it had something to do with me being in church on Sunday. And I said, Dad, what is John 3.16? 
And he said, Dave, that is a very popular scripture that says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that all who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. And from that point on, every time I would see it, I would go, For God so loved the world. When my kids were younger, I would try to teach them scripture when they were still willing to listen to their father and about such things. And I remember sitting with all my children and trying to teach them scriptures, and one of them was, For God so loved the world. And, and that is an important scripture. I would dare say all of you are familiar with that. If somebody just started quoting that, you would probably know that that was John 3, 16. It is the most popular, well-known verse, most likely, in the world. That's why athletes, have you ever seen the athletes with the black liner, put John 3.16, and when they're playing sports. You'll see it at different places. You'll see it written on the walls, in, in the restrooms. You will see it written on subways. You will see John 3.16 everywhere. Because people have said it is the gospel in a nutshell. What I'd like to do with all of you this morning is explore perhaps why that is. So if you have a Bible with you, if you have a Bible in front of you, or if you use your bulletin, I would encourage you to look up John 3.16. We're going to talk about it a little bit and maybe get at why this is such an important and valuable scripture for us. And I'm going to start with the first word, for. Now, most sentences do not start with the word for, do they? And why would someone start with the word for? Well, it's because it is making a very important point. The word for here is, is sharing with us that what is about to be shared is, is, is very important, and it is true. For, that means because, because. This is saying this is very vital to us. So the fact that it even starts out, it doesn't just start out God so loved the world. It says for God so loved the world. Because God so loved the world. Because God so loved the world. So let's, let's start there. So this is saying from the very beginning, this is something very important to the one the, the subject of the active verbs in this sentence. For God. And who is the subject of active verbs in this sentence? It is God, the creator of the world, the author of all of life. So at the very beginning, for God, because the creator, author of all life. So we know that we're getting ready to get something pretty important here, aren't we? For God. And notice, it doesn't say... For God loved the world. No. Think about those things when you talk about this Valentine's Day. When you talk to your Valentine, you talk to the people you love, your parents. When you, when you really love something, you don't just say, I love it. I so loved that movie. I so loved that meal that you made for me on Valentine's Day. I so loved the music. 
that the ensemble played that. It wasn't just that God, that because God loved, it's because God so loved. God really, really loved. For God so loved is so such an amazing picture of who that God of ours is, isn't it? For God so loved. It's deep. It's abiding. It's, it's, it's amazing. For God so loved. And who did God so love? It says the world, right? But let's go to our scripture. Most of the time, or a lot of the time, the world is an example of things that are not a part of what God's vision is, right? So in a sense, what you could say is for God so loved the God-hating world. Now think about that. It's not just for God so loved the good people who loved him back. For God so loved all the people that did the right stuff every single time. For God so loved the people who said the right things all the time. No, it's for God so loved the God-hating world. For God so loved the people that mess up. For God so loved the people that make mistakes. For God so loved the people that do not always do what is right. For God so loved the people who live in shame. For God so loved the world. And we're only halfway through the thing now. And that's already pretty amazing, isn't it? Because the author of all things so desperately loved the people that didn't love him back. How do we usually respond to people who don't love us back? What's that? Poorly. <laughs> yes. Bruce, the theologian, is correct. <laughs> Bruce is a very good theologian, you guys already know. Exactly. People who don't love us back, people who don't always treat us well, people who look down on us, we tend not to so love them, but that's not who the author of all things, that's not who the creator does. That's not what the creator does. For God so loved the world that he brought down fire that he brought down destruction that he brought down for God so loved the world that he dominated them into submission for God so loved the world that he gave he gave He gave. What did he give? Well, we write he gave his son. And in the old, you know, the old version, he gave his only begotten son. And that's old language, which reminds us that ours is an understanding of God as the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's no difference between them. So in a real sense, what you can say is that for God so loved the world that he gave all of himself. 
Think about it. Because the creator and author of all things so desperately loved this world that didn't love him that God then came near to them. And so loved. And gave himself. Gave himself. Now that's a whole different alternative model of living, isn't it? That's not the model that seeks revenge, is it? That's not the model of saying, you have been disloyal to me or hurt me, so therefore I'm getting rid of you. That's not the way of God, is it? Not according to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave Only son. So, so that all who believe in him, and, and I love the way that we understand what believe means, because what does it mean to believe? We talk about make believe and, and, and real belief and that thing. The way I've always understood what Jesus is saying when he talks about believing in me is trusting, it's valuing, it's choosing my narrative, my way, my understanding before all others. It is putting your life along that path. And what Jesus says here is that for God so loved the world that he gave of himself so that you might come to trust me. Why? And why should we trust and give our lives to that narrative? Why should we give our lives to that which the world says is weak, but instead God says is the epitome of power and strength. So that we may not perish, but have life. In our Old Testament lesson that Stephanie read from Deuteronomy 30, uh, it starts out, it says, I have set before you today, the Lord says, I have set before you today a choice of life and death. And indeed, that's still true for us today. We can choose the Jesus way that brings life and resurrection and healing and reconciliation, or we can choose the way of death, which is uh, the, the way of destruction and the way of hurting and the way of dominating and the way of revenge. We can choose that or we can choose the other. And Jesus says, I am coming near to give you a model so that you know what true life is. And you may want to go down this path of death. And how often do we want to go down the path of death? It feels so good. The path of death feels great in the moment. In the moment when you flip off that person and cut you off and then realize they go to your church. I'm not saying that that's a true story. I'm just saying it could have happened. When you react in anger because you feel slighted, Feels good in the moment. Feels good to get revenge on those people that hurt. It feels great in the moment. But make no mistake.
mistake, the way of death often does feel great. In the moment. The way of life may not feel so great in the moment. But guess what it does feel like? It feels amazing with reconciliation and health and wholeness and breathing again happens. And then you know you've been reborn. And you know the resurrection has happened and life has come here. You know, if I was Roland Stewart, I probably wouldn't do John 3.17, although I dropped it 16, because I would probably do John 3.17. Because this most famous of scriptures, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that all those who believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. For the author of all things was so enamored and in love with the people who did not love him that he gave of himself so that they would cease to follow the ways of death and instead follow him into his own blessed ways of life and light. And why did he do that? And I love John 3.17. Indeed, God did not bring himself, did not send the Son into the world to what? He did not send the Son into the world to death, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And the wonderful word in Greek for salvation, for saved, is the word salus, which means health. So, indeed, and I love that word indeed, that is what we say, it's like, indeed, that means absolutely, that means of course. Of course, God, the author of all things, did not give of himself to condemn the world. Of course not. He did it so they might find help again. Find help again. And find healing again. So put it all together. For God, because the author of all life in heaven and on earth, because the creator of all things and myself included. Because God so loved me and all of those around me, even when we are stinkers and we are knuckleheads and we don't make the right decision or do not choose to love him back, he gives of himself fully that we might not seek the ways of death, but seek instead the ways of life. Of course, of course this author, of course this author did not send himself into this world to condemn us. Of course not. He did it so that we might find wholeness and health and be all that God would have us be. Indeed, this scripture is famous. But I think it should be more famous. Because if we understood what it really meant in the picture of God, it truly matters. Well, maybe all of us should just walk around with posters that said John 3.16. In Jesus' name. Hey, I brought a